Brewers need to win to force a game number seven. And with that, we will bring in Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grindle for our weekly conversation. Lane, I know, I yeah, there's been postseason baseball and stuff like that lately, yeah. but I'm sure these conversations are, are the highlight of your week. Yeah, they really are. Um, I, I have a, a calendar, and, and I count down the days until I get back to this point where I get to sit down and, and chat with you, Matt. It's, it's the best. I, I, I likewise, lies. I, I completely agree. No, I enjoy it. You know, I you know I enjoy it. Hey, uh, a lot of stuff to get to. First off, it was yesterday listening to the radio broadcast. So either Uke is an incredible actor, and I guess we we know he is an incredible actor, but it sounded like on the radio he had zero expectation that Wade Miley was going to go just the the one batter. Was was there any feeling in the broadcast booth yesterday that that might go down the way it went down? We we had no clue. We we did not know that that was going to happen. No, we were we were just as surprised as everybody. And I think we we pretty quickly pieced it together. I mean, um, when Craig Council first popped up out of the dugout, you were like, okay, oh, you know, hopefully Wade Miley's not hurt. Um, and then and then you start looking at it and you're going, oh wait, okay, no, this this looks like a situation where. Um, that's not the case because they already had Brandon Woodruff up. <laughs> so, I mean, if he if he would have got a hurt, gotten hurt on one of those pitches, um, Brandon Woodruff wouldn't have already been working. And so you're like, okay, well, this was a pre-planned thing, and then you kind of figure out, like, okay, this is this was a strategic move uh, that was made to try to get a little bit more favorable lineup together for Brandon Woodruff to face, and it also gives you Wade Miley now on full days rest. Uh, or on full rest going into his, basically full rest, going into his start on Friday. And then that means Jolie Chassin can go on full rest on Saturday. And so it starts to make some sense at that point. I think it's genius because you bait. You know, if the Dodgers put together a lineup every day that goes righty-lefty, 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 then there's no real advantage there. But because the Dodgers stack their lineup against whoever the starting pitcher is, uh, quite honestly, it's a situation like, why don't guys do this more often? Oh, I think you'll see more of this moving forward. Maybe not as much in the regular season, but in postseason types of things where teams employ a real platoon kind of split with their line. Um, anybody, and yeah, Craig Council, I thought, answered it last the game yesterday. He said, look, they're looking for the best matchups they can get, and so are we. And so you try to do things. And sometimes it's a little bit unorthodox. Sometimes it's maybe a little bit out of the box. But you try to do things to manipulate the matchups or get the matchups that you want that you feel give you the best chance to be successful. And look, I know the Brewers lost the game, but the move worked. Um, The Brewers didn't lose because their initial out-getters, Wade Miley and Brandon Woodruff, didn't do the job. They they didn't win that game because they didn't get anything going against Clayton Kershaw. And you can't do a whole lot about that. But the move worked for the Brewers. Now, it might have even worked better, um, which is saying something, because I thought it worked about as well as it could have, had Dave Roth not kind of hedged his bets a little bit with his lineup. I mean, he still put Max Muncy in there. He didn't have Jock Peterson in there. So he had a little different lineup than maybe his typical straight sellout, you know, for a right-handed lineup against a left-handed pitcher. Um, but, it, it, hey, this is what I love about playoff baseball. I, I, I just think so much goes kind of out the window when the playoffs come. 
and everybody manages a little bit differently, and it just makes it kind of fun to watch and, and really see all the wheels turning. You could probably also argue it may have worked a little bit better had there not been a 13-inning game the day before because if if you don't use that much pitching the day before, I think there's a exponentially less chance that Woodruff is given the opportunity to face the order the third time through. Yeah, probably so. Uh, that, that's probably um, accurate, I would say. Um, I think it also shows you why Junior Gare went longer yeah. than maybe some people thought he was going to go on Tuesday night because the Brewers knew they were going to do this. And Wade Miley said after the game, he had known for a couple of days this was the plan. And so, um, you know, all those things, everything impacts in a, in a seven-game series, in a five-game series, in a three-game series in the regular season. Everything that happens the day before still impacts the next day in some way. And and I think sometimes we forget that, forget about that. We look at every game as its own individual thing, and that's what it is. However, when you're playing every day, or in case of a seven-game series, a couple of off days in that seven-game series. But when you're playing that many games against one team, everything that happens the night before still still impacts you the next day. I, I think if you go back to game one and game two, the Brewers closed out game one, but it was a little bit stressful closing out game one. And that probably impacted the bullpen a little bit on day two in game two because some some of the guys in the bullpen threw more pitches than maybe the Brewers would have liked for them to have had to have thrown in game. It, it all kind of gets connected together one way or another. Club elects to uh, fly back today, so they spent the night in Los Angeles. Just got back to Milwaukee a couple hours ago, so I assume it was a it was a kind of a day to sleep in and take it a little bit easy. Is that the way it went in terms of travel today? Yeah, uh, slept slept in, and uh, everybody got up and got some breakfast, and then kind of made their way to the buses and fought that LA traffic to LAX, and then got on the plane. And I think we were wheels up a little bit after noon Pacific time, so. Yeah, everybody was able to get a little bit of rest. Nobody had to rush or do anything like that and uh, get into town at a decent time and get to sleep in their own beds tonight, which I think at this juncture in the year, when you've been traveling as much as these teams have been, sleeping in your own bed is, is is a really nice perk. And so sleep in your own bed tonight, sleep in a little bit tomorrow morning, get caught up on all that sleep, get your clocks dialed in right, coming off the West Coast and get ready for what, uh, well, he'll be a bit nicely tomorrow night with Wade Miley against Regal. Clearly being down 3-2 is not the situation you would like to be in. But that being said, for being down 3-2, for being potentially one loss away from your season ending, uh, to me it seems like this is about the best arrangement of being down 3-2 as possible. you got two starting pitchers lined up to have done a great job. Uh, your relief pitchers are, are pretty much rested. You didn't have to use a lot of your high-leverage guys in the most recent de- game, so uh, you, you got t- at least two days rest for some guys. I, it seems like it's as good of a situation as you can be in while still being down 3-2. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, that was part of my message on my podcast today was that, look, the Brewers are down 3-2, but they've done what they were supposed to do. Even though they had to steal a game on the road to do it, they, they've got the series back to Milwaukee, and as long as they defend their home turf, they're going to the World Series. And I think it, it's easy to go, oh, gosh, they're down 3-2. They, they've lost their last two games against the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, those things are true, but, but they're not going to see Clayton Kershaw again unless it's like some sort of relief out Saturday. 
And they have now their two guys ready to go. Plus, they're going to have Josh Hader ready to go for multiple innings over the course of the weekend. They're going to have Corey Knable ready to go for multiple innings. And I think, you know, you'll do, you'll, you'll kind of feel the game out on Friday, obviously, and see how things are going. But if you can get through Friday and you use all those guys, but you don't have to overextend them, Saturday's different. Saturday's game seven. It's trying to get to the World Series or your season's over at that point. And, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you could probably apply the same thing on Friday, but you know you got to win them both. I, at that point, you're, I mean, you're doing a lot of crazy things. You, know, you might ask Corey Knable for two and a third. You might ask Josh Hader for three and a third. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it all would depend on what Yoli Shasin does to start things off. But um, game sevens are fun. And Game 7 can get crazy, and I hope we have a chance to see one here in Milwaukee this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Lane, appreciate the time. Enjoy your evening, and uh, we'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. I can't wait. We'll see you there, Matt. All right, very good. There's Lane Grendel joining us here on Brewers Weekly.